Hello, here we are on Thursday, March 9th, 2017, talking about Dark Matter by Blake Crouch. And we'll go around and see what people thought of it in general, and then we'll go through some of the details of what we thought about it. And here we go. Well, I might be in the minority here, but I only got up to around the end of Chapter 1 because it just got spooky for me. And with all the flooding happening here within walking distance, I had enough spooky stuff going on, even though I wasn't directly affected. So I just quit at the end of Chapter 1. So that's all I know. It was a bit eerie. I mostly liked the book, and it was received very favorably, I think, by critics and people, if I'm not mistaken. I thought the science behind it was interesting, but I didn't understand it very well. I mean, the guy's double jumps into our world to kidnap him and bring him into his world, and then he has to get back to his world, and he takes that medicine, and he keeps going into all the wrong worlds, and every time he does it, he creates another him. I loved the description of the one Chicago that had glittering pyramidal skyscrapers and the subway was all holographic and it was the world that was really nice and should have worked. But some of those other worlds were just nightmarish, so it was definitely trippy. Well, I understood the science. I wish they put him into. I wish they hadn't put him into so many worlds, but I had it pretty well figured out from the first story that it was him the scientist himself that was kidnapping himself um and I kind of understand the science but I don't know I'm I don't know that I, I was really enthusiastic about it I finished it but I fast forwarded through a lot of the world's just because they were, I got tired of them. Well, I am the first one to say that I absolutely loved the book. And I was very impressed with the way he handled the scenario of the multiverse. I think it was probably, um, I read a couple of other books about the same thing. And I thought this was probably the best that I'd ever read. And in fact, it's probably one of the best science fiction books I've read in the last um, maybe five or six years. Deb, you stole my thunder. I absolutely adored this book. Uh, Mary, it doesn't stay eerie. If you had hung on a little longer, that chapter was just setting up the plot of him getting um, kidnapped. And um, it, it it didn't remain in back streets, you know, with... The, I loved all the different worlds because each time we went to a different world, we saw him problem solving. And we also saw all the facets of a personality that can be drawn out from from a single pool of DNA, so to speak, by different environments. Um, I just thought it was wonderful. And the ending um, where the family came together in trust and helped each other. There were times when we were just yelling, no, no, because he would make, you know, decisions we thought were dumb. (laughs) But, you know, he created problems, but he also had to deal with with, um, solving them. Also, we wondered what was going to happen to his companion, you know, the lady who saved his life. 
um, and allowed him to escape from his his doubles world where um, and I love the way the author solved that you know he kind of let her leave on her own terms and you know because I was worried I thought she was going to be a red shirt and she was going to be sacrificed so that he could live and that wasn't the case and she certainly deserved uh, to find some happiness I I hope she did because she was so courageous also, when in in his doubles world, when when his wife, who wasn't his wife, who had concentrated on her art, was murdered, I have to say I was tremendously shocked. So there were some uncomfortable moments, but that it it was a cycle in my mind. It was a psychological thriller. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great. I didn't like it as much as Lissy did, but I thought it was pretty good. I thought some of the stuff was a little gratuitous. I mean, he had drugs to make this guy unconscious, but he forced him, you know, I think some of the violence, especially at the beginning, was a little unnecessary and gratuitous. I think it was set up for a movie. I I felt that several times, and I mentioned it. Uh, Some of the scenes and the chase scenes and so on, it, it looked like it was being... I think authors, a lot of authors subconsciously now have in their mind whether they admit it or not, in the back of their mind, they craft their novels so that they can be optioned for movies. I just swear that's the way things... Like, you think about the Flicker Man and how much big chase scenes were in that. You know, there's a modern book we read a little while back and some others. Um, But, um, and I thought there could have been more science in it. I mean, science fiction's first name is science, after all. But... um, I got the Everett Wheeler, you know, hypothesis. That's what it's based on. Where every time you make a choice, the wave function doesn't collapse; it diverges into two different universes, each one with its own choice, each one with its own uh, person who made that separate choice. So, for example, David, when he goes into another world, as soon as he emerges into that world, he makes choices, and each time he makes a choice that world branches into other worlds, and then each time one of those branchings, even the person in those branches makes a choice, those diverge into other worlds. So some of those people managed to make it back to the original world because they all had the same desire that he did. And some of them got lucky. Most of them never would, of course, but some of them did. And that's how he got so many duplicates back in the original world when he finally found it. So I thought it was pretty good. I mean, it was it was good um, yeah. overall. Uh, I think there were some flaws in it, but it, I haven't read the perfect book yet. But it was it was pretty good. Yeah, it was my favorite. It's probably in my top five favorite science fiction books. Well, well, I would call this a science fiction horror book. There was a lot of of violence. Um, a lot of blood, if you will, a lot of gunshots and stuff like that. Um, I think you might have liked it, but for the time of for the things that are going on in your were going on in your life right then, Mary, I don't blame you. I think you would have liked it though. And yeah, it's kind of like um, if you say, 
well, what if I go right instead of going left? Well, he basically had that choice. I'm going to go right instead of left. And then when he went into another world, he said, I'm going to go left instead of right. And yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of like what we all want in our own little ways. Oh, I wish there could be two of me or, you know, three of me or whatever. Then I could get this done or that done. Um the thing I like, you, like you said, Lissy, um, I like the problem solving. I like the way that he had to deal with his consequences. Um, I also liked um, the fact that at the end, he saw who he was and he saw who they were. He realized, okay, I'm not them. They are different. They are more, I am me. They are them. And, you know, when he got to finally, finally meet Jason, too, uh, you know, he finally said, you know what? You and I are not alike. And when he met that other Jason, the one that he had beer with, he, he said, you know what? No. I mean, I'm I'm sorry. I got to do what I got to do. And, you know, he he did. And... I think the one who was more alike than him, not Jason too, but the one that he had beers with that one night, the one that he ended up stabbing, no, the one that he ended up uh, shooting, I think. And uh, I liked it at the end, but we never really do find out what really happens to, I think it's either Amanda or Samantha, I can't remember her name. Um, I hope that she found, you know, something good in her world that whatever world she went to i also liked the point where i really thought that jason was going to have sex with amanda or samantha whoever she was because she wanted it you knew she wanted it and he did too he was attracted to her but i appreciated the fact that he said you know what i could if i wanted to but all he thought of was his wife and that was really really awesome um the science was interesting like Evan said, though, there wasn't quite enough science. There's more, honestly, there was more horror. I did like the worlds, though. I love the worlds. I love, like the differences in them. There, uh, some worlds were scary as heck. The, the plague world is what I call it. And then there was the snow world. Um, I like the clean world, the Chicago world, where the holograms were. And uh, they were restrained in their seats and stuff like that and I like the world that I wish I it could have been another story about how the family you know reunited and stuff but I don't know maybe that wouldn't have been a story but there you go well I was the one who recommended the book so obviously I must have liked it which I did um I, I think one of the things, I like the, 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 the human interest, the fact that he was so devoted to his wife and was willing to go through through hell to get back to her and, and you know, and to find you their, his original life. Although, in the beginning, I guess, when he was just living his, his, his average life, he, he may not have appreciated as much until he almost lost it. And the fact that, they, that he was willing, you know, to, to go through all kinds of different struggles to try to get back to find her again. Uh, I also like, I like the detailed description, descriptions of Chicago, both in, in his, his Chicago uh, and then the different uh, alternate worlds of, of Chicago also. So, um, as I say, I was the one who recommended it. I'm glad most people liked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, Martin, thank you so much for recommending this book. I have selective memory in a sense or selective concentration when I read. For example, um, there are so many books with such terrible language and I just think it's ugly and and it's not very creative. It's not good use of, we've got so many words at our disposal. and But if I were to not read all the books with trashy language, I would miss some really good books. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed. I mean, he even used the F word to describe, I mean, even when he was talking to his own wife about their having sex with her, he even used it. I, it was, I, it's just a casual word now for having sex? Is that what we're come to? So anyway, oh, boy. the way I ignore bad language, I also kind of try to tone tune like like in a radio when you're adjusting the the tone i sort of tone out the violence if the story is worth it and i thought you know as a romantic i found it very interesting how they found each other so much more attractive you know when he when his double came to her and made love she caught the vibe of the newness of it and you know, I just that that has a lot to say to married couples about how to keep your romance fresh and things mentally. And um, oh, it's, I just can't I can't say it. What uh, What is interesting though is to think about what you might if you could meet someone who one of your other selves who made choices you didn't make. Either you know, what if they uh, studied harder in school, or what if they became a you know, made a bad choice and, you know, something like that. It kind of, you know, ignites the imagination a little bit in that respect. So that was interesting. But there was a lot of violence in it, that's for sure. Um, But, yeah, I liked the nice, beautiful Chicago. That was really kind of cool. Um, I would have stayed there, but I guess if, if, I mean, I I wouldn't have stayed there without Lissy, but I would have been tempted, i got to admit. But I wouldn't have stayed. But it was a nice place. Evan, Evan, I have to tell you, I have to say, I know we're not talking about this book, but I have to tell you. Besides, we always say come discuss anything, right? I read Pandora's Brain. Well, you read it, so what are you going to tell me? Suspense, suspense, but okay, but okay. No, Wow, now that was a book. It was almost like a science fiction, non-fiction book. I actually liked it. It it didn't it didn't uh, go the way I thought it would go, but I liked it. Well, that's a book that for you guys, I mentioned it on the list. Um, I read that book. I scanned it. This is one reason I love Bookshare. I can't do this with any other accessible media service. I can add my own books to Bookshare. And I uh, scanned this book, I bought it, I scanned it, and then uh, I got into the collection and I recommended it to people. And I, I'm sorry, but I don't know if I actually liked the ending because I wanted him to survive in the present and go forward, so to speak. I didn't want him to end up where he did. I thought that was, I was disappointed in that. But I guess I shouldn't say too much more because 
hopefully other people will read it since we've both recommended it. Well, I didn't say I, didn't say I liked or I liked or didn't like the ending. I just said I didn't think it would go the way it did. And you're right, I won't give a spoiler. Um, but the thing I liked is the author really seemed to do or have done his research. Um, wow. And he's right that it that definitely AI technology is definitely coming and more than likely here if you really want to think about it. But anyway, thank you for the recommendation. I really really liked it. I really liked it. Um, it was it was a fairly good book. Now back to this one. I think the thing I liked one of the um, things I liked is that this author. Back to the book we're discussing now. He really did well with feelings, with human feelings. Like when, um, oh, what was I thinking? Oh, like when, you know, they were making love for the first time as his, his double and her. She noticed, like you said, the newness or kissing for the first time. Um, he really delved into the feelings of the humanity feelings. And, and then when... Um, Jason one was the real Jason was attracted to Amanda or I can't remember her name Samantha or Amanda I just keep I know it's something like that but anyway when he was attracted to her he could have went and do and he wanted to but and he said that and that's what I like it was it was kind of a realistic book and I like that. If you like the, the, the way the author writes, a, he, he wrote a, a, a trilogy, a three books called the Wayward Pine series, and it has elements of science fiction because it's about a, a, this this town lost in the in a valley somewhere, and somehow it stopped in time, and it's it, it's rather interesting. And he he has a lot of description and a lot of character studies in in those books too. Well, I'm really glad to hear that, Martin, because I was, um, I finished this after Bard died. <laughs> so I was like, desperate to see what else he'd written because I was very impressed with the writing of the book. So it's good to know that there are some other things out there by this guy because I enjoyed his writing a lot. Um, and I think that, um, Lila, you just put your finger on what I really loved about this book. The science was just sort of, um, part of the background, which I, that doesn't bother me, but I know that it does to some of you guys, and I understand that and appreciate it. And I think that that probably was its biggest weakness. Um, but that <sighs> essential humanity of the main Jason and the nuances between him and the others was just really very intriguing to me and the fact that all of them were crazy about his wife but not all of them were as honorable as he was was really fascinating to me um now it was maybe a little (sighs) contrived that the really best of the good guys was the one that won but that's okay, because he was the one that deserved to win, darn it. And, and it's interesting how, you know, he finally 
got back with his family, but he didn't stay in his own world. They decided to, you know, to go off into a, a totally different world and start a new life there. But the three of them, he and his wife and, 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 and what was his son, Charlie, um, were, were back together, even though it was even though they were going to be living in a, a different world. You know, if you, you think about you know, if you thought it, think about it. Each Jason had a different part of Jason's personality, and I think that's what uh, the author kind of pointed out, too. And if you think about it, we all have different personalities, and quite frankly, I don't know if I'd want to meet some of my personalities. <laughs> now I'm talking about personality disorder or something like that, but no, I, I just found that interesting, the different personalities that... A lot of them were the same, but you just kind of had to delve, and the author did a really good job, for the most part, of delving into each difference in each per- Like the one that Jason had beers with, I think they would have got along really well if he weren't him. Maybe if they were twins or something like that. I think they would have got along real well. Um, but and, but Jason, and Jason number two, I think they all would have got along very well if they weren't each other, and they weren't, you know, if Jason two hadn't done what he did the thing i kind of wish that would have happened though is i kind of wish that it would have ended where here i am making up my own ending okay but i wish that jason number one i'm sorry jason number two being killed or whatever would have kind of dissipated all the jasons that way, Charlie didn't have to leave his girlfriend, and, you know, that's hard. But that's not the way it went. I think that he could have sort of had written himself into a corner about that. If he was going to stay true to the science, then that would not have happened. And I thought he did a pretty amazing job of that. And one of the things that impressed me about it was the whole concept of all the Jasons that showed up, obviously all of those people that were part of the the ones that were break-offs after the kidnapping had occurred were so very similar to him. But you made a really good point about it being aspects of his personality that were different. And, of course, each one of those places where there was a choice made, split off a particular um, difference in the personality. And that, so, it just impressed the heck out of me. Um, Probably the first book like this I ever read was the Heinlein book, The Number of the Beast, which isn't one of his better books. But I thought that that was kind of an interesting concept, but it was the way that that they did it it was really more like wish fulfillment of an old guy that wanted to live forever. And so, um, but this was just beautifully and very um, carefully done. Now, there are things that kind of got glossed over, like the woman that was the one that helped him escape in the first place. And I think there was one place where one of the guys that he met said that she had gotten killed um, in another world somewhere, but I don't remember exactly what that was. So it sort of got, you kind of got maybe some whiff of that, but then when you really think about it, there were as many 
an infinite number of choices that were made for her, too. So, I don't know. Anyway, I thought it was a very interesting book. Okay, two things. One thing briefly, uh, on Callum Chase, the author of Pandora's Brain, he did his homework because he wrote a nonfiction book called Surviving AI, which I also scanned and which is also on Bookshare. So, brief, just that briefly before I forget. Um, okay, sweetie. Um, I wanted to say that one of the most suspenseful things in this book was when Jason, the pressure of all the worlds and the fact that their ampules were running out and his chances of finding her were, you know, becoming, it was more and more desperate. Um, I thought it was really fascinating when when his he began to crack and he was started, um, he became a stalker, you know, and he was. That's when Amanda left him because right. he was just getting too. And she stopped enabling him, you know. Right. She said, "You know, you're not, you're not listening. I'm trying to help you. You're not listening, and I'm, I'm going to need to look after my own survival now." But, but I, I could understand why she left him because, you know, she didn't save him to watch him spiral into insanity. And so it was great that he, it was great that he um, started to save himself, and he, he pulled back from that bad road. It was also interesting that as a, a kind of a, a lower or middle middle class person, he'd never really experienced poverty, but in some of his incarnations, you know, they had trouble getting money and um, I think he learned a lot of compassion and appreciation for what he had by having to do having to go without I think you're you're right though, Leela, because they each had a different personality. Because if you think about it, a different personality will make a different choice. If you were a different personality, you would make the same choice you would if you had the same personality. If you had the same personality, you'd make the same choice you make. And also, before I forget, I like the ending where all the Jasons get out of the way and let him go into the box. Now. That would differ for the movie. They'd have to have a big fight at the end of the movie, and Charlie would be throwing punches, and Jason would be, you know... Well, they and, got and, out of the way, too, so that they his, wouldn't hurt her or Charlie. I know, I know. But so they, would, they, they were would, like shields. They would find a way in the movie to make it a big fight scene, I'm sure. But um, it was, a, it was a, a good ending in that sense. That was kind of cool. What I didn't fully understand, and maybe someone could clarify it for me, when he, when he first became aware that there were a lot of Jasons around, it was through the computer and some, in, in, in chat rooms. But I don't understand how he just happened to get into these chat rooms and how he began to discover all these different Jasons. Well, when he, he went and logged on, well, he went to the computer at that one hotel that he was staying at. And when he did... He decided he was going to create a, a particular email address, but when he did that, <clears throat> lo and behold, it already existed. And of course, the password was the same thing that he would use for a password, which I loved that about it. There were a couple of places where they did that in the book, and I thought that was just very true. Um, it's interesting. I have a sister. This is a total non sequitur, but I have two sisters, and in conversation with them recently, I found out that they both used the same base for all of the passwords that they have, too. <laughs> so, 
So go figure. But um, so somebody was exactly like yourself, of course, they would end up with the same passwords. But anyway, so he gets there, and there was a link to the chat room in the one thing, the one, um, there was an email that had the link to the chat room, and that's how he got to the chat room. Is that what you were talking about? Yeah, yeah, basically that. And I guess that's where he discovered there was a lot of other, you know, duplicates of himself, you know, having done the same thing, apparently. I guess, as you say, using the same password and, and, and ending up in these chat rooms. Yeah, having read uh, Mark Goodman's Future Crimes, I was thinking, oh, man, that's lousy. He was saying he uses the same password for all of his accounts. What was it, his birthday backwards or something like that? I forget. I was thinking, oh, man, you can't do that stuff. That is so, like, oh, man, that is just terrible. Oh, <laughs> and I wanted to make the point that I don't think it was necessarily that they were all physically different personalities, but one thing they demonstrated was that it's that nature and nurture thing where um, they had the same sort of nature, but the environments from their different choices also would warp them. You know, some were under more pressure than others. Some had more success or, or failures, and some had more different outcomes in the violent situations and had to be tougher to survive. And so, oh, it was just fascinating watching all the spinoffs of Jason. Yes, some of them starred in uh, Friday the 13th movies, didn't they? Uh. <laughs> That's a different Jason, I know. Did you did you have, you have to bring that up before we all go to bed? Oh, Evan! I actually haven't seen them either, but I heard about them. I've and never Jason seen them either. Jason is always the name that comes up. I've never seen it. Uh, any of the Jasons or any of the Freddy Kruegers. Uh, the only slasher film I've seen is are Halloween 1 and 2. I saw Wes Craven scream, and they mentioned Jason at the beginning of that, and that's where I really remember it the most from. Uh, but anyway... Um, I did, you know, um, as I said, I did like the ending, and, you know, they really, you know, that was a heartwarming ending, as Publishers Weekly said, and I do like to think about, you know, it, it did make me more conscious, which good novels do that, you know, they kind of change your consciousness in a, in a way, if only slightly, uh, from where you were before, and I think about, you know, the, all the different choices that might be out there. Of course, they might not exist at all. It's only a theory that some physicists came up with. There's no way to know, and we may never know for sure how, you know, whether it actually is occurring. But it's fun to think about. It's a great thought kind of experiment. About those horror movies, the reason I've never seen any of those movies anybody has named so far. But as an elementary teacher, the way I found out about them was that at Halloween, these kids would come dressed up as those characters. And, you know, you have to make over everybody's costume and let all the kids talk about how they chose it and why. And so, I had, unfortunately, I've seen a lot of Freddy Kruegers and Jasons. <laughs> well, well, you, you guys are very fortunate that you have not seen these movies. I have seen a lot of 
movie, Rosemary. I think I've seen almost all the scary movies in the oh, 70s and 80s. I, not, I don't watch the recent ones anymore because it's bad enough that these ones come into my dreams. That's why I said I'm going to have nightmares tonight. Uh, my mother was very okay with me watching every scary movie I wanted to, and I was okay with it too. Well, I wish I hadn't done that. That is, if there's anything I regret in my uh, movie life, it's watching all the scary movies I could find to watch. Now they come back to haunt me, just like Stephen King books do. Actually, the scariest movie I ever saw was not... There was only one person killed in it, and that was right at the end in a car wreck. But it had so much tension in it. Um, I still can't read the book without wishing I could have the lights on and see them. And that one's called the the movie was called The Haunting, and the book was called The Haunting of Hill House. By Shirley Jackson, and they're both, to me at least, terrifying. Well, I believe it or not, I found uh, some of the scariest things in uh, the fi- A Fire Upon the Deep by Werner Vinge, because in that book he has uh, he had a, a different way of organizing the galaxy, and there were powers in it who had gone beyond the singularity and they one of them was a blight a, a, a malignant a malignant power and he took over people's minds and it wasn't any supernatural thing like that it was you know if you can float nanotech through the air and get into people's neurons you can just wield them like your fingers and that just gave me you know and he he showed that a little bit and it was enough to give oh man that just gives me the willies because if we ever get that advanced, there are people out there that'll do it or try it, um, and it's just oh man, that's scarier than any gross you know slasher horror movie or anything like that. That is truly horrifying. I'm still waiting for the day that some teenager with his Acme DNA engineering kit makes something really nasty. On that horror note, should we discuss our next book? Since now everybody's going to have nightmares, or at least I might, unless I read something good before I go to bed. I just wanted to mention that I read a book called Frozen, which is one of those dystopian teenager books. Um, It was about eight or ten out maybe seven or eight hours but and i thought i was going to bail on it um because um it it's a world where the world has been pretty much taken over by frozen water and and they have and trash piles and science is kind of degraded um the the creative people they've run out of creative people that knew how to to create and repair technology so as things wear out they weren't able to replace them and this the population was so decimated and the the tidal waves you know took away cities so that when they were in the water which was like gray and sludgy and cold half frozen the 
instead of icebergs, they had trashbergs. And um, it's about, and humanity has kind of branched out into small people who are good at problem solving and, and sylphs. And there's a legend of a place called the Blue where the sun actually shines and there's warm air and um, the world is gradually coming back, but um, also the lifespan is very short. The government is harsh and kids are drafted into the army when they're like 11 or 12. So they're kind of like um, old hands by the time they're 16. But it was a story that was so violent at you know, and sad at first. I I thought I'm not going to stick around, but then the heart began to emerge, and it and it was a great ending. So I I'm glad I read it, and I might even read the sequel if there is one. All right. Well, I don't have any ideas right now for books, so if other people have them, bring them forward. Well, I finally get to say something, because <laughs> all these scary things are scaring me to death. Anyway, um, I've been looking at Emergence, which is DB, what, 24565, and it was mentioned, I guess, about a week ago in one of the bunches of books that I uh, sent out as possible downloads. And this one, it's about 12 hours, 56 minutes, and it's the one about the 11-year-old girl who emerges from a biological destruction of humanity, and she's kind of in the next evolutionary stage. I think, Evan, you said you read that one, and it looked really, really good to me. I think I have it, but it's it's something I just haven't gotten to yet. As I mentioned, I have three or four titles in in my notepad of books that I had, that you had Posted, Mary, and then a couple. Of, I think some one of my friends had read a couple and suggested them. So if you want, I can just mention the names. Maybe maybe people have already read them, or maybe or they might be familiar with them. Uh, and I don't know if any of them would be of interest or not. I read that emergence, but I can't remember the end of it. And I know I'm pretty sure he wrote at least one sequel. Um, the writing style's interesting because he omitted most of the articles of speech. She has a it, so the the speech is kind of accelerated because he omits most of the thes and us and 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 all the um, and she's very smart. But it is a post-apocalyptic type of world, and I don't care for those that much. But she's a very smart, capable character. She knows martial arts, and she's very mm-hmm. difficult to. Subdu- you know, very difficult to control, and uh, but I don't remember how it ended, so I can't say whether I would recommend it or not because I know some people are sensitive about uh, endings, and I don't remember how it ended, frankly. It sounds like maybe we better get your list um, and see what else you had because there's not a whole lot going on here. I don't think. I was I was thinking the thinking the same thing, Deborah. Go ahead, Martin. You're up, unless uh, someone has something else. I also want to mention I'm logged into Bard, so if anybody has any question about any of that, I can check it out real quick. Oh, um, I just finished a book that I don't know if I want to recommend to the club, but for those of you who want something far out, 
Um, it's a little dark, but uh, it's called Blind Sight by Peter Watts. And it's in Braille, but you can get it on Web Braille. And um, interesting, the sequel, it's not a direct sequel, but it's set in the same universe. It's called Echopraxia, which is on Bard Audio. Uh, and the main reason I read Blindsight is because I found out before I read Echopraxia, which I thought sounded really interesting, that it was in the same universe. So I decided to read that first. And it's about a crew of odd people. This is pretty far in the future, like it's in the 2080s, but technology is really advanced. And it's about a crew of people who go out to meet uh, an alien artifact and it's like a big planet that they hadn't found before and there's a strange ship with really weird aliens on it he really worked you know to make these aliens strange and different and uh the book is talks a lot about consciousness it's like what callum chase said at the beginning of pandora star and his other books um when he realized that science fiction was just philosophy and fancy dress well this book really confirms that because his he talks a lot about conscience and sentience and whether you really need to be conscious to be intelligent and um but um it's it's kind of dark as i said but it's really imaginative and for those of you who want something david would call weird then this might be for you but just the, the original character is is really interesting too because he doesn't understand people he doesn't empathize with them I think he's what we would call, maybe, I guess we would call autistic. He he had a brain, um, he had some problems when he was young, and they did uh, uh, a hemispherectomy or something like that, and they put electronics in into one half of his brain, but he doesn't really empathize very well, but he's very good at pretending. And it's kind of the author's way of talking about, well, he talks about it with the aliens as well, but... Um, whether you actually need to be conscious to be, you know, to survive and be functional and to be successful. Anyway, you know, or what consciousness, what's consciousness good for and all that kind of thing. But don't worry, the story is just, there's a lot of suspense and, um, though I wouldn't say the ending is really happy. I mean, it's happy for him, but, but not for the rest of the crew. Um, so anyway, but for those of you who don't mind that kind of thing and want something really imaginative, give it a go. How, how do you read? How do you read the web braille? Do you go on the Bard site and get it from there? Actually, it's it's not really called web braille anymore. It's just braille books on Bard. Okay, one of the books that I have here is called Ozone by Paul Theroux. Has anyone? Heard about it or know about it? Nope. All right. Um, oh, that's so cool. The novel DP twenty five thousand thirty six. Let that play. Let that play. I think. Play. I think we can all hear that. Does it have the um, annotation and stuff on the computer or no? Yeah, it's real easy to hear. Just play it. Okay. Oh, that's so cool. The novel DP twenty five thousand thirty six. The RuPaul reading time colon twenty two hours fourteen minutes three by ten statement. Science fiction. In the future, America ravaged by pollution. New York remains a fortress of wealth and power inhabited by supposedly free owners who are, in fact, imprisoned by their security devices. On New Year's Eve, eight owners take a pleasure trip to the O-Zone, formerly the Ozarks, a bare-mouth dash limits area. 
Death the best of all possible worlds, colon, and Let me finish that. In the future America ravaged by pollution, New York remains a fortress of wealth and power inhabited by supposedly free owners who are, in fact, imprisoned by their security devices. On New Year's Eve, eight owners take a pleasure trip to the old Dash Zone, formerly the Ozarks, a barren off Dash Limits area. Devastated by a nuclear spill, there an encounter with quote aliens quote changes forever the lives of all involved. Strong language and explicit descriptions of sex. Could you hear it? Yeah, it sounds tempting. I'm not really into the ravaged stuff, but the ravaged world stuff, but this he wants sounds to like meet the aliens. I wanna meet the I might yeah, I might want to meet the aliens that change everything forever. That sounds interesting. It does sound does sound interest interesting. Uh hmm. I could do it without the explicit descriptions of sex, but I can pass that, I'm sure. But, don't laugh, Todd. The aliens sound interesting. Yeah, and also, I'm not into the dystopia stuff either much. Getting rather tired of it. It seems like every other book that you look at these days has dystopian stuff. Why is it 22 hours long, I wonder, though? That seems a little bit excessively long for a book like that. Well, it takes a long time to describe all the ravages, I guess. I want to read it. That <laughs> sounds, it sounds good, and I love long books because sometimes they mean that they're great in-depth descriptions, and I love those when the environment comes to life. I'm tempted to go on a rant, but I won't, about laziness, but I won't do it. So be, so be, be, uh, the... Uh, 22 hours we were dealing with, you know, what did they say, these rich people? Maybe I'm throwing stereotypes in there. Sorry if I am. I thought it said wealthy owners or something, so it's probably political and all this. <laughs> That's probably where the 22 hours comes from. Um, so we have two books so far. Do we want to uh, look for another one on Martin's list? I'd like to know what the other two books Martin has on his list. Okay, here's the next one. An Alien Society Science Big Lord, Karen, reading the best of all possible worlds, colon, a novel, DB 82117. Lord, Karen, reading time, colon, 10 hours, 40 minutes, read by Catherine Byers. Science fiction. An alien society finds its homeland destroyed, and the survivors reach out to the indigenous humanoids of their adopted world, to whom they are distantly related. A man and woman from these clashing societies must now work together to save this vanishing race. 2013. I want it. <laughs> I want it. I forgot. How long is it, though? Ten hours and something. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't sound bad. I, I I, don't want to read 22 hours of world ravaging. Uh, I mean, maybe it might be worth it. it. You never know. It could be worth it, but it's long. I vote for um, both. Um, <laughs> wait. Um, somebody said we had two books before. What was the other one? There was... It was ozone, and there was the, one about the, the best of all possible worlds. And, emergence. Oh, emergence. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So we're piling up a. Um, oh man, two out of three are like. Okay. Um, I would vote for this one, uh, but if Martin wants to play the final book, I'll I'll, list, I'll be happy to hear that one. Okay. Paul Frederick Ltd. Ltd. Twenty eight thousand two hundred seventy six. Paul Frederick, reading time, colon, 12 hours, 6 minutes, read by Roy Averse. Science fiction. Noli Stennis, former operatic baritone, currently an accountant, finds himself involved with Narabedla LTD, a firm that has extraterrestrial packing and is involved in interstellar intrigue. Narabedla is willing to make Noli a superstar in order to protect its mysterious organization, and Noli embarks on the journey beyond his wildest dreams. 
Oh, I've had that on my stream for months, and I never got to it. I think we've read enough poll for a while, don't you? That's a... Um, Nara Bedla, by the way, is Aldebaran, spelled backwards, in case nobody had noticed. Um, and it's kind of funny. I think there's humor in that book. I don't remember how it ended either, and I don't know why, but it's okay. But as I, I agree, I don't want to read any more poll right now. I, I don't... Want to you know the last poll we read was not very good, um, and um, so I would go for best of all possible worlds. Or I read Emergence, but it was so long ago that it's almost like reading it new. Um, the the uh, Ozone uh, might be interesting, but it's um, pretty. It seems like overlong. I agree with Mary. Um, so I would say either ozone or either the best of all possible worlds or emergence. I don't know what other people want to think. I vote for the best of all possible worlds. Me too. Looks optimistic. For the, the best best of all, of all possible possible worlds. Yeah, me too. Best of all possible worlds. Okay. Me too. Let's see too. So we have a consensus. And I'm um, going to read Ozone as well. By the way, Mary, or, or uh, Leela, is anyone else getting that echo or, or that um, echoing effect that I'm getting from Leela's? Uh, whenever ever she, ever, whenever she starts talking, it sounds kind of sounds like kind of sounds like that. I'm getting it. It almost sounds like she's getting um, double buffering somewhere. Yeah, I've been hearing it. As a matter of fact, for the last few months. I don't know if she's using her phone and that's causing it or what the deal is. It's either the double buffering or maybe like very long delayed feedback. Is that any better? Because I wonder if it's because I'm the iPhone has a microphone and my ear thingy has a microphone. So maybe if I don't hold... The iPhone, and I just put the iPhone down, maybe this will work, or no? It's totally gone. You fixed it. That was all it took. You're, you're, you sound perfect now without any of that. Yeah, it's totally gone, and I just see an alert from NLS about BARD. They said they're working on getting all the delays out of the problems that a lot of people are having this evening, so they're... Working overtime, as programmers often do. Okay, uh, Martin, could you do me a favor and repeat the title and author of that book so I can get it on the recording here before we close up? Okay. Um, and the future of the best of all possible worlds, called the novel DB82117. 82117 is the number. And the author? Lord Karen, reading time, colon, 10 hours, 40 minutes. Lord, Lord Karen. All right, then, our next meeting of the Science Fiction Club will be on, oh, we have five weeks this time. Uh, we could have read the 22-hour book, but <laughs> I don't think enough people want to, uh, anyway, we could have. Our next meeting will be on Thursday, April 13th at 9 p.m. Oh Eastern, gosh. and our next, and our book for this month is The Best of All Possible Worlds by Karen Lord, and I will have it on the Newswire in the next 24 hours, and of course That's I'll check really Bookshare and see uh, see how uh, you know, see if it's on Bookshare and whatever, and I'll have all that in the Newswire.